This is the Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. For all the kids in the world, it's mine, okay? So I can't count how many kids I got. All the children in the universe is mine everywhere. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Ah, uh, boom. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. This should come as no surprise. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. As always, we got Antoine behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. And Ghost, we going back to the well. One of our favorite teams in skateboarding. Tell them who we got this week. Oh, man, we had to hit up legend JT Alts. You know what I'm saying? Get some more of those classic real stories. The people need them, so we got to deliver. You know what I'm saying? Then we mm. take you now to the post office. And of course, wrapping it up with some sports talk. The NBA is back. It's a glorious time out here. Yes, sir. One of the best times of year. We got baseball, which we don't watch. But we got football, hockey, and basketball absolutely popping right now. And we loving every minute of it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Hit us up on our website, thebuntlive.com. And last but not least, if you love the boys... Head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the bunt. Ghost, this season, the shout out of the week is brought to you by paradeworld.com, available in the US, Canada, and of course the UK. Who's the shout out of the week, man? And how do you back up last week? To so be honest, like we might have to do a little one two on Chima after what he did. <laughs> Give him a next one. Yeah. Shout, shout out that switch tray and back three alley-oop over the rail one two yo bruv i got an order in for a patagonia knapsack right now if your local skate shop ain't got what you're looking for make sure you check paradeworld.com to cover your bases stay fly by any means necessary with paradeworld.com um yo this week we got to give it to another bunt alum probably again not a surprise but it's mark suchu fucking front blunting over massive gaps and fucking all types of shit you know what i'm saying sparking it off at pier seven so sick to see that manny pad back uh it's gonna be ridiculous the tricks that go down you already know our boy john delo's about to shit on that thing for breakfast <laughs> every which way but mark fucking, beckham styles yeah mark came in hot i thought it was gonna be like an all pier seven part for a second then remembered that the picture of this like the screen grab or whatever for the video is a crazy front blunt but he ended up going all over the place making it pop quick feet you know the deal fucking steezing it up big rails just mixing it up man he's got the the most fucking wide bag of tricks possibly in the game these days another banger another classic for mark yes sir make sure to check out that suchu part so like we said we have JT Alt in the building, an absolute legend. Grew up watching this guy. 
And man, we've done so many guys on the real team. We got big time connects. You know the stories are gonna be there. It's uh, this one's a classic, man. So before we get into it, only one thing left to do. You gotta place that Maker Pizza order, man. You can do it online through the Maker app, available on iOS and Android, or head in store. Downtown Queen and Spadina, Uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence, Eastside Gerard and Carla. Man, ghost, I'm fucking starving over here, bro. Oh, man. Uh, yo, let's spark it off with a little Frank's best. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? little goat cheese action shit can't go wrong maybe a bodega sub some wings a couple ginger ales cookies you know what time it is it's time to drop a fat deuce you get me y'all don't want to see us with our shirts off baby <laughs> maddie matheson tell them what you're working with when you order maker pizza this is literally the best pizza in the world shit let's get this interview pop. All right, we got JT Alts, the real legend in the building. What's up, man? How's it going? Straight chilling over here. Everything good with you? Good. Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. So, JT, we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Probably just growing up skating with, with my friends in the in the 90s. But uh, mm-hmm. specifically, one that comes to mind is... Uh, I grew up with a, one of my best friends, Jimmy Capel. He was a filmer, mm-hmm. and he he filmed really well and started filming all sorts of different pros and stuff like that. And and then I you know I got sponsored and we kind of went in different paths. And later on in life, got to travel together. We I, I, get, I ended up getting on Osiris, and he was a filmer. So we got to travel a bunch. And at some point, this is you know way later. We're both older. At some point, we were in China and we're skating through the middle of the street and just he's just you know we're kind of looking at each other and he's like fuck yeah man we did it and it was like it was a pretty cool moment yeah that's awesome man oh Oh, that's sick and then um sports moment i went you know any any time i'd go see charter games with my dad we used to go to football games every every year before they moved so any of those days were were pretty awesome do you still support the chargers now that they bounced i do most of my friends don't but but um yeah i do (laughs) it's maybe easier for me too because i grew up in la so maybe it wasn't as hard i'm I'm definitely not as attached so it's kind of nice actually i thought you were gonna Mm -hmm. say your favorite sports moment was when uh the team doctor pierced tyrod taylor's long (laughs) and then justin herbert comes in and the rest is history yeah oh that's actually dope herbert's dope but the fucking lung well, yeah yeah actually it's terrible that it happened to tyrod <laughs> but i mean it got herbert out in there as quick as possible man <laughs> yeah i didn't see that one coming so take us back to the beginning where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating i grew up in uh san diego but then moved to la when my parents split up so i started skating when i was in la but when i go back and forth from la to san diego to visit my dad there was a skate spot called web park and it was a really popular spot and there was all sorts of people skating and i saw him skating and was like i gotta get a board because it looks cool <laughs> yes sir so what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry getting sponsored by the skate shop called ig was was pretty big mm-hmm. you know um there was a this guy bert sedinic that hooked me up he was 
really cool ripped and helped me out on boards and stuff like that. But really after, you know, through that shop, I got, I got sponsored by Billabong, the clothing company. Whoa. And, and, um, Bob Brinkwist was on Billabong at the time and he saw my, one of my tapes and took it to Mickey Ray's and Damn. I got a call out of nowhere from Mickey like, Hey, I, Bob gave me your tape. And, and I didn't even, I've never even met Bob. So, so it was like, <laughs> That's crazy. and it was one of those things where like I was sending tapes all the time, you know, to get, like to show him I'm still skating. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete tape. So I remember being like, what? He, he actually liked that. There's like, like 10 tricks on that. That sucks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a big, you know, Bob giving him. My tape was a big one. I still like one of these days want to meet Bob and say thank you. I was just gonna <laughs> say, are you, are you friends with them now? But you've still not met him. That's crazy. No, I met him before, but I've never. It's always been in a like multiple people, and I've never had an like an eye to eye conversation where I could be like, "Hey, dude, I just want to tell you, yeah. thanks." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy. So that's kind of what opened the floodgates to getting on real. Uh, well, like I said, with, with Bob. Uh, giving my tape to Mickey, that was that's how I got hooked up. Um, got that call from Mickey, and he kind of was like, "Saw your tape, want to send you boards." And we're like, "Hell yeah, thanks!" And he uh, he's like, "I'm you know Bob's thinking antihero, but I'm thinking maybe stereo. But what do you think?" And I was I was like, "Well, I'm 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 happy with any I'm you know I'm not complaining here you know, but if if there's a choice you know I like real." And he was like, done. So I was like, wow. cool. So he started sending me boards right then and then ended up work, working out from there. Damn. That's so sick. That's a ballsy call to be like, ah, you know, I like them both, but yeah, well, I choose he, real. He, 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 it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like I was, you know, he, he, he was cool and just was feeling me out. And I would have been, you know, happy with anything, but. Yeah, for sure. That's that young backbone, yo. You got to have that backbone <laughs> when you're like about to just be like, yeah, yeah, I'll take anything. But then you actually came through and expressed what you actually wanted. It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he made it easy by asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get the nickname Rooftop? <laughs> I don't know. Some of the guys on the team, I, I, you know, I, I, I skated a few spots with off of roofs <laughs> and it kind of grew from there, you know? And then I did it to myself because I, I kept finding spots, like gaps off of roofs. <laughs> and, and then it just, you know, I'd look at a spot and be like, you could hit that from there. And it's like, of course you could rooftop. And I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> That's one nickname, but why does Damien Bravo call you Pop Brownie? Oh, man. <laughs> we were in Oakland. We used to stay at this this uh, warehouse in Oakland with this ramp. We used to go there all the time and stay for months at a time. And it was a kind of like a skate house that had people moving in and out at the time. Aaron Shaleen. No, yeah, no, yeah. Aaron Shaleen was living there with Jason Ferris. He was the team manager of of Real. And, and uh, Tony Mariano was living with his girlfriend, Sarah. So... It was in a part of Oakland where there's like no stores, nothing to do. You know, it was kind of like industrial. We got done skating for the day and Aaron had went into the city to meet some girl and nobody was home and we were drinking beers and there was this pot brownie that was on Aaron's desk for for months that was somebody random gave it to him in a park in Dolores (laughs) Park, like in in the city. So no one wanted to eat it because we were all scared of it. And, uh, 
it's just kind of staring at us and we're Damien's like, dude, we should eat that. And we're like, that's Aaron's. And he's like, he's with a chick. He owes us. And we're like, okay, yeah. That's, that's a, he, he left us to hang out with, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm sold. So, so we, uh, we split it in half. And I don't, I don't ever smoke weed or do, you know, a handful of times. I've never liked it. So, I, you know, I don't have the tolerance that Damien does. So we split it in half and ate, ate a quarter each. And then an hour goes by. And he's like, dude, I don't feel it. I'm like, yeah, me neither. I think it's dead. And the classic mistake, we eat the rest of it, yeah. fall asleep. And I woke up and I was like, like, I thought I was swallowing my tongue. I thought I was seeing things. And I'm like, dude, something's going on. There's, 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 there's more than weed in that. I don't know who gave Aaron that. And, you know, there's maybe there's like acid in there. And, uh, and he's like, calm down, calm down. Want me to call your mom? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, and then he started hearing something, like a chain, and we thought someone was breaking in. And at some point, he's like, "Wait, wait, we ate that brownie. Like, we gotta, we gotta control ourselves." And I mean, I was losing it more than him. So he's like, "Okay." We, he turns on a skate video, and he gets a beer, and he's like, "We're just gonna, we're just gonna stay up, power through this," you know. So I was kind of, yeah, I kind of didn't handle myself very good. So the next day. I woke up and I was like, Hey man, can let's just keep that between us, you know? And he's like, all right, yeah, I got you. Doc. I'm like, cool. So I go take a shower and then I come out and I hear him telling, immediately telling the story to Jason. And Jason's like, no way, that's hilarious. And then, and then Sarah comes out of the room. And I'm like, Hey, you were, she was in nursing school. So she was never there at nighttime. So I'm like, you weren't here last night, were you? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then like a year later, I was back at the house and she out of nowhere was like, Hey, I have a confession. I, uh, I heard everything. I was busting up laughing. You guys were tripping out. <laughs> so she was there. She just didn't want to tell us, oh, but that's shit. where the pop brownie after that, he started calling me pop brownie, even though it was his idea. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But oh, I, yeah, man. he, he handled himself better than I yeah. did. Fuck. The going back for the double dose, man, always so risky. Yeah. It's like, you always know it's a bad idea. And then you just do, yeah, I don't know. So eager for it to kick in that you'll have more. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a bad, bad call. So we're going to rifle off some names of a few of your teammates from over the years. Tell us the first story or thing that comes to your mind. We'll start off with Damien just because he's on topic right now. Oh, man, I have a lot of Damien stories. Um, <laughs> but, no, he's the best. That's the best dude. That That's what comes to mind. He's he's uh, like a brother to me, so... so. Yeah, just the best dude. That that's what comes to mind, I guess. What about Massimo? <laughs> oh man, again, best dude. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's loud when he drinks. That's what I think. You know, his, his volume <laughs> level goes up a notch each beer he drinks, and he gets louder and louder. By the end of the night, you're like, dude, you're at level ten, man. You gotta tone it down. <laughs> uh, what about Darrell Stanton? He was gnarly. Uh, I just think of. All that, uh, you know, all the sessions where he skate Clipper and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing come to mind is all the Clipper stuff he did, and I, I got sure. to see all that stuff, so it was really damn impressive. You saw yeah. that back nose blunt with a smile on his face. Back nose blunt. That was like the first time we went skating with him, and he's like, "I think I could do that." And we're like, "He said it so casual," and we're like, "All right, let's go right now." And he did it twice. <laughs> we're like, "Wow, this guy's Fuck. no joke." <laughs> Fuck. How about your boy, Peter Ramondetta? Pete is a, a beast. 
probably one of the best skateboarders I've ever seen in my life. Like in person, like, you know, skating with him and traveling with him was, was good. Yeah. Uh, what about James Hardy? James, he's a <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> he's a big dude. Yeah. Another gnarly guy. He was intimidating to skate big stuff with, you know, he, he, he was always so serious. And then later on in life, he, he, you know, he, he started lightening up and joking and stuff, but he was, he was intimidating for a little while. <laughs> we met him once he, uh, loosened up and lightened up. Probably would have scared me too back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he's a big dude. And, uh, Ernie Torres. <laughs> a li- well, I was going to say a little shithead, but <laughs> just because he's a, he's a shit talker. That's what comes to mind. Not his shit talker. He, he really knows how to push your buttons and it's entertaining. Ernie's one of, one of my favorite guys to travel with and just hang out with. Cause he's the guy that cracks all the jokes in the van, you know, and pushes everyone's buttons, but just enough, you know, to where, you, <laughs> where it's not too much. So a while back you suffered a really serious head injury trying to front board a triple kink. Can you tell us what you remember from that session and then also your road to recovery? That was in Vegas, and we were skating this kink trail at some church. I just remember I remember going there and just trying to get a clip, you know? I was, uh, it wasn't one of those things where you're like, I really want to get this, and, you know, you plan for, you know, it was just like, oh, we're on a trip, so let's just try to get something. Yeah. You, know, you know, that's kind of how that stuff happens, you know? It wasn't something I was like, even that scared of. Yeah, I was just like, like, oh, we'll just get something to get something kind of thing. And the rail was sticky. And, you know, Corey was skating with me and he had tried to board slide it on the other side and stuck. And he he even said, he's like, I don't like this thing. It's sticky. Right. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to try to front board it. So and I was, you know, getting to the end by that point. And on one of them, I stuck and I tried to I tried to jump backwards to I kind of remember thinking I don't want to sack and I, I don't want to like roll my ankle on the stairs. So I'm going to try yeah. to jump back and clear the whole thing. Right. But I propelled myself completely backwards. Fuck. And then I just kind of woke up to everybody around me. Shit. And I thought like, first I thought my neck hurt so bad. So I'm like, man, I hope I'm like, I can move my feet, you know, mm-hmm. but that was kind of scary. And then everyone's like, no, your head, your head. And I'm like, and I barely remember it, honestly. And I apparently, you know, I got a, of helicopter came and I don't remember any of that. I just remember waking up and my fa- my dad and my mom and my family were there. What and, the hell? And I saw uh, Jim Thebo was there and I was like, okay, this is pretty bad if like everybody Damn. is here right now. Cause I've had a lot of injuries, yeah. but that was like when I saw everyone in the hospital, I'm like, all right, so this, this is pretty bad, you know? So Holy fuck. That's scary yeah. shit, man. So a helicopter brought you to the hospital? Yeah, I don't remember any of it, though. Holy. A helicopter air flight me in. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a cool experience if you weren't fucking... Yeah, if I wasn't, if I could kind of Shit. Yeah, I know. I know. I got really lucky because I had a swelling in my brain, so they put me into an induced coma. Damn. And to get the swelling down. And if it, the swelling didn't come down, it would have had to drill into my head to relieve the pressure and oh, I shit. probably wouldn't be talking to you the same right now. So wow. I got real lucky. You know, what's crazy too is I, at some point I remember this, I was getting wheeled to the CAT scan to get another CAT scan and they were wheeling me on a wheelchair, these doctors. And I heard them go like, 
oh no, he's fucked like that or something like no. something like that. Like he's Holy no, he's done fuck. or something. And I was like, what? And I looked at him, and they looked at me like they saw a ghost. Like oh, he could hear. Holy and it was like that. And I'm like, what, dude? <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty crazy. Dude, that's so scary. <clears throat> okay, so then fast forward a bit. How how do you get back? Because this is like you still had many years of skating after this. Yeah, so so I, uh, you know, with that kind of thing, you just sit and recover. The doctor's like, well, I don't know how. They they don't they're really vague to you, you know, with a head injury. They mm-hmm. don't want to tell you to skate, of course, you know. And the, he, the doctor's like, if I tell you never to skate again, are you not going to? I'm like, nah, probably, no, no, I'm, I'm probably going to keep skating yeah. if I can, you know. And see how I feel, you know. So at first, for the first couple of months, I couldn't even walk straight, you know. And I was, I couldn't Jeez. see. I was, everything was blurry. But as the the blood started to go away, in the, in, you know, in my brain, basically, yeah, I started to get my balance back and all that stuff. And then I was, you know, I was riding a bike to to recover. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I almost got worked on my on the bike because I'd ride it around my house. Fuck. And at that point I was like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm more comfortable on a skateboard than a bike. So I just started skating little by little. And like then, cruising around or tricks? Just cruising around at first and then started skating the flat bar a little bit once I felt better. And then I probably rushed back way too quick. You know, yeah. I, I remember feeling like I felt like people were talking to me like, like oh, you're fragile, you know? Yeah. And I, I remember being like a little like, like what? No, like, like, I don't know. I, I remember not liking that feeling and Fuck. pushing myself to, to like start jumping down rails again. And mm-hmm. one of the first things I, I ended up going and skating this it was like a 16 stair into like a hill, hill bomb. Jesus and I, Christ. I, I, I know slid it. And I'm like, yes, I, I feel comfortable again. Yeah. But it, like in hindsight, looking back like that was, I, I, I should not probably have done that, you know? It was just like ego, ego, basically. Basically, I thought you were gonna say something mellower, but straight to the sixteen stair nose. That was well. No, that was like the first thing I went to film. I I skated some other rails and stuff like that, but that was the first clip I I got that I remember. And and yeah, it was it was just probably too soon. Yeah, that's insane. But that clip was fucking crazy. One of the gnarliest big nose slides like that on rails or underrated sick how long was the process from like the day you got hurt to doing that no slide roughly probably six months six months wow i think about that's hectic man but glad you made a full recovery had much more shredding left in those legs in august 2021 the world watched as the government in afghanistan fell The country is now under a new regime and facing an uncertain future. Until the start of August this year, Skatistan had been running programs in three cities in Afghanistan. As things started to change ever more quickly, they felt that the safest thing to do for their staff and students was to suspend their programs until things became a little clearer. Two-thirds of their Afghan staff team, along with their family members, have left the country with the support of Skatistan. Skatistan was founded on the streets of Kabul back in 2008. Afghanistan is in their DNA and their commitment to the children of the country has not changed. 
They hope to be able to work in Afghanistan again. Those staff members who chose to stay in Afghanistan remain employed by Skatistan and they hope they can be a part of their future there. This message was provided to you by CHPO. If you want to support Skatistan, you can visit their website, skatistan.org, or purchase their products from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. Together, we can keep Skatistan rolling. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people. Can you tell us the story about your homie Brian London from middle school? So Brian London, we went to school together. He was a really good skater, but he was really like a... He was competitive, you know. He, you know, yeah. we all skate and we're, you know, we're all stoked for each other and pushing each other. And he was the guy that was kind of like, you would backlip something and then he'd do it right behind you and like look at you. It was kind of weird, you know. You know, there's always that yeah, guy. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and he was kind of that guy, you know. And I skated this rail at Roosevelt, it was Roosevelt High School in San Diego. It was like this 12 stair and I got a few tricks on it the week before and he came up to us at school and was like, Hey, so that Roosevelt rail, like it's Smith, the Smith grinds and lip slides and, and, and feeble grinds really fast, man. Right. And uh, it was kind of like a weird, like you clearly just wanted to tell us what you did, which is cool. But, <laughs> but that, that's that story. So but he, yeah, he was really good. He was a good skater. Damn. The Brian London was beam. a beamer who knew. <laughs> He was uh, crazy good. I wasn't sure if that was the same Brian London that rode for Arcade. He was, yeah. He he was gnarly. He yeah, same same one. But fakey front heel Makba. Yeah, yeah two seventy lip slides and three sixties. Yeah, front yeah, side. Yeah, he was gnarly, underrated. Yeah. But uh, that shit's funny. Yeah, I didn't know he was a beamer. Maybe that's why he didn't. No, uh, he grew out of it. You know, we were like sixteen. Okay. You know, that that's okay. that's kind of one of those things. He you. He didn't know. He didn't know. That was weird. That's so yeah, good, though. Yeah, the Skydome 13 stare, like, it, it's really weird when you switch tray at first try, right, guys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we used to make jokes in the van like that because I told that story to Gay and Morford one time, and it, it, would, it became a thing like, oh, that switch tail side's really good, man. It's, it's fast, though, when it switched tail side. So we, we would start to, like, start to heck, make that joke all the time, and it all started from that story. Okay, okay, uh, Brian that's London. Too good. I like that. <laughs> Can you take us behind the scenes on your three flip no side clipper sesh? Oh, there was six different sessions. <laughs> so, oh. so which one? But uh, I think you're talking about the one where I broke my leg. Yeah, so I'd been there. I I learned that trick on a box, and I, I I really wanted to do it on clipper. And I went there, and I'd stuck it like four different times, and just couldn't roll away. Oh, so. So I kept going back and actually the time I ended up getting hurt, I think it was like the sixth or seventh time. That's how many times I went back to try that trick. Um, I was actually, you know, each time in between I would go on trips or be back in San Diego and I would just always practice at the skate park or whatever, just keep. So I was actually more confident than ever that time. And Mm -hmm. I got in funny and, and, uh, put my leg forward i think i it's kind of a blur and broke my leg and fell and knocked my teeth out in my nose so i broke i woke up oh. I, I got off the ground i was like fuck like crap i'm bleeding I'm like I, I broke my nose before so i'm like dang i broke my nose and i knocked my teeth out before so i was like and i knocked my teeth out again and i looked at gabe and he's looking at me like that's like he's like with like a 
a face, you know? Oh, I'm like, what? Because I didn't even know about my leg. And then I just felt numbing, you know? And I looked and it was sideways. I'm like, ah, Holy So, fuck. yeah, so that yeah. was, uh, yeah. You know, I always hear you guys, what's the one that got away? Yeah. I, that question comes up on you guys. Show, that's the one that haunts me the most because I wanted Damn, that one so man. bad. And to end like that. Fuck. And to come that close too, you know? And that for mm. that to be the result. That, that killed me. Sorry to hear that. That's fucked. But then I didn't skate that clipper after that for years. And then there was a there was a clipper contest, like a thrasher contest. Yeah, Buster Bell. Yeah, and I got invited to it. And I was like, I'll skate it. Okay, um, it's been a long time since the last time I skated it. I, you know, had a bad incident. Right? But, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll try to skate it. So... Mm-hmm. So I went and it was crazy. It was like showed up and everyone's already skating. I was late and played a game of skate, warmed up and then went and skated. And as I started warming up, I just remember like, okay, last time I skated this, this was, you know, broken leg situation. I remember warming up with back, backside 50-50s. And as I was popping, I could hear Jake Phelps being like, brain surgery. And I'm like, oh God, my damn it, God. Dude, what a dick, you know? So what it was, but it ended up working out. We, I, I got some tricks, and then I, I sat down. I didn't try anything too crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Jake, Jake. Yeah, that's cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, shit. Would you ever try and three flip nose it again, or that's that one's fucking gone? That one, yeah, no, that one's that one's done. I think it got done too. I think Tommy Finn is that who? Yeah, Tommy I Finn. Oh, it. I think he, he did it. Yeah. Sometimes when it's a personal battle like that. Who cares if it's ABD at yeah. that point? Well, I'm old so, now, so I can't, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> what was the one thing you never took out of the flatbed of your truck? Oh, I, uh, a piece of wood, like a curb ramp and a a curb ramp and a, um, a sign, a metal sign. And my flat bar for like four years straight was in there, actually. <laughs> I had it tied down so there, and I just, I just never took it out. And it never got stolen. The flat bar. I still skate that flat bar <laughs> once a week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's out of the truck now. Oh fuck! Every second was still in there. You pull it out and play games of skate on it. Yeah, you know, I only played a game. The only time I'd ever played a game of skate was with Jake Donnelly. For some reason, we'd always we were really competitive, and mm-hmm. we one time he's like, "I'll be like, I'll, I can I can beat you on your own flat bar on a trip." I'm like, "No, you can't." <laughs> and and we started playing the game and. Denver finished it because school got out by my house. And then he's like, you know, we got to finish that game. And I, we were at trans world, the park and I'm, I'm making excuses. Cause the trans, the park was like really like slippery, you know, the ground. So, yeah, so my yeah. bar was moving all over the place, but that's not, he beat me basically. Oh, what? And, yeah. And it was T to T. He got me on a kipper back tail and I still, he'll still randomly send me a te- like text messages. Like I still own your flat bar. And I'm like, ah, dude. <laughs> To this day, he still still lets me know he beat me. Oh, shit. That's pure pain, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you take us behind the scenes on a couple clips here? Maybe the gnarliest or my favorite clip of yours, kickflip nose Manny into the penny bank. I don't know what that spot's actually called, but you know the one. Chain to bank. Yeah, Shelter Island. We used to skate that all the time because it was like just a, a bust. You never got kicked out, right? So not that it was like a fun thing to skate all the time but the the top of that place has good flat ground it's right outside of downtown so it's a good meetup spot central location mm-hmm. um 
And I had nose manual did already, but I remember um, there was a clip of, well, there was a clip of Bobby Puglio doing a kickflip nose manual down like a bank in San Francisco. And I remember thinking like way back, like, man, he should do that over the chain to me. And I told mm-hmm. this, one of the guys that I used to skate with this dude, Cody, and he was like, that's impossible. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I, I, he's, he, that, that bank's pretty comparable. And then at some point I was like, I, I'm, pre, I'm pretty, I'm okay at that trick, you know? So I, I nose manualed it first and then I always kind of had it in my mind to do it. And I went there just with the goal of like, I, I'm just going to kick flip over it 50 times. And, <laughs> And, and and if it works and they kind of try to lean forward a little bit but it's scary because if you know you get pitched yeah. all the way past the whole bank if yeah. you don't yeah. you know it's that it's steep so so I just little by little just kept kick like kick flipping it like okay I'm I'm at 27 you know whatever you know like I just I can't <laughs> I can't leave until I at least successfully kick flip into this thing that many times and then it, it, one of the times it just worked out so you Damn. were trying to kick flip nose manny but you were kind of just trying kickflips? Like no, that was count? just because it's, it's kind of scary to even just commit to a kickflip. So that was yeah. just like what got me into a repetitive, like got me to like just confident to start to put it into a nose manual, you know? Slowly, yeah. Yeah. And I knew I, I nose manual did a couple times before, so I knew I could, if, it's, if, I, could kick, if I could do the nose manual, I'd, and a kickflip works out nicely, I knew it, it could work. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got lucky. How about the back nose grind on the buck skinny hubba over the gap in the sidewalk? Oh, the one, yeah, the one with the, it's like a 12 flat or something that you have to clear. Yeah, I think a lot of people around our age probably remember it as the Jamie Thomas frontside nose grind. Yeah. I think fallen ad, but I don't think he landed it, but that was just like such a memorable photo. Yeah, that was a cool photo. Yeah, and Mumford, Mumford, I think, was the first one to skate it. I think he 5 0 it. Um, yeah. That was another one of those after an injury wanting to get something good kind of moments. Like that was the first thing I filmed after I broke my leg. Holy and, fuck. Dude. And that was like another one of those like proved to myself like I to get like something good, you know, after an, a, a pretty big injury and I back 50 to before that, but never tried anything else and kind of always wanted to try that. And then went there and back 50 to a couple times and security was coming that spot was a huge bust like you only got you had to be ready right then so anything you ever saw on that thing probably happened within a matter of like five or ten tries because security was on the other it was yeah it was a big bust so you had to be ready which is good for that kind of stuff because yeah true because you don't want to be jumping down that more than ten tries anyways right (laughs) yeah and that takes away the uh, mental battle too if you know you mm-hmm. there's no fucking around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's insane that thing looks skinny like a back nose grind if you lock that even slightly wrong you're getting pitched a flat yeah and it's scary too because you can't jump off because that curb you'll you'll roll your ankle so you got to get to the bottom so it's it's a it's kind of a scary one that's almost yeah. like the way things are trending with uh, recovering from injuries. It's almost like you should have got some a bunch of minor injuries, and then every time you come back, you get one of the gnarliest clips you've ever gotten. <laughs> no slide in the back. <laughs> yeah, productive, like a productive, somewhat weird way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're nuts. So Davis, the good homie with impeccable sports takes, wants to know... <laughs> If you tell the people about the $50 bet you still haven't paid them for. 
Oh, the Nolly heel flip. <laughs> you know, I I thought I paid him forty of it. I think I owed him ten, but maybe I didn't. Pay. That was so long ago. But when he first got on the team, he was we were on a trip to Burbank, and he was trying to nolly heel flip over this rail into bank. It's a pretty famous spot. Um, I think Abe ollied over the rail to fifty, like straight over the top. It's that spot. Yeah, you know what yeah. Talking about? yeah, I remember so that he, one. He did a back. He was trying. Right? That well, uh, yeah. I don't know. Depends on. You. Because you're going straight over the top, so. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different one then. Um, which one? But anyways, it was a. There's no. Red, no I there's meant a, the, the Nolly heel was backside over the rail, right? For Davis. Oh, the Nolly heel was backside. Yeah, yeah you're right. I thought you said A's. No, no, no. I'm like, well, I guess. Yeah, you can make a case. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he was like trying it, trying it, and then I was like, I'll give you fifty bucks if you do it right now, and he did it. Like, as if he like was like, oh, that's what all I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought I paid him. I think I only had forty, and I think I owed him ten because I I made a lot of bets when I would skate, and ne- I never paid anybody like the when I would skate. But when I would tell when I would offer money, I would I was I I, I got a pretty good track record with with that. I think, <laughs> but maybe I do owe money. Well, yeah. On a similar note, we hear you still owe Robbie Brockle six thousand dollars for an overnose yeah, one yeah, yeah. in Arizona. <laughs> What's the story there, man? So, so like I was saying, I, I would bet a lot. It was like this, like, it was almost turned into just this, like, OCD kind of thing. You know, I, I would be like, all right, if I don't try right now, at least try, I'll I'll give you $100. And then that would turn into, like, okay, if I don't stick it this time, I'll give you guys all here $100 just to get myself to like stick it. And then it escalated like double or nothing, you know? And then if I don't roll oh, away, yeah. and somehow that double or nothing through the heat of like the battle got to like six grand. <laughs> so yeah, technically I, I owe Robbie 6,000 bucks probably, or probably more than that because there's probably more moments over the years. Yeah. <laughs> he said you landed it and then just got in your car and threw a hundred dollar bill out the window and drove off. <laughs> did I do that? Maybe so I did that. Maybe I was like, yeah, I don't think I did that. I don't think I threw a hundred dollars out the window. I would have hung out and said later and stuff. Like Maybe you only owe him 5,900, but that that's a cooler story though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of OCD, I think a lot of skaters deal with some sort of OCD, mostly when trying tricks. What were some of the the things you went through when skating, other than betting money? Um, the money one was was just I was one of them, but I, I would uh, I was I would touch corners and stuff. You know, I'm I, I'm kind of OCD naturally, but with skating, yeah. it, it you know it enhanced that and. I got to a bad point. Then I got better, better later on in my life with with the OCD, but I kind of contained it. But I would always have to roll up on certain numbers, you know? Like six mm-hmm. was a bad number, seven's a good number. And if I rolled up, you know, got to 10, then I'm like, okay. I wouldn't tell anybody this. I would just be doing it, you know? <laughs> but I knew in my head. And then I'd, I'd have to, like, let my truck go over the stair. It's certain things. And I don't, you know, obviously it's not affecting the outcome, but... Mm-hmm. somehow I, I sometimes i just think it's you, you getting your mind off of what you're kind of trying you're like yeah it's taking up your mind of the bat you know it's like clearing your mind because you're thinking of so much other stuff and then you just try the trick but it's yeah sometimes it it could get too much 
Yeah, you're fucking... You're about to have people coming to break your legs for these thousands of dollars you owe all over the country, <laughs> dog. Yeah, I know. <laughs> who... Actually, never mind. I was going to say, who do you... Who has the best nose manny in skating? But obviously you're not going to say yourself <laughs> but i think i think you have a top nose <laughs> no, kenny anderson probably right that's a good nose manual. yeah that's a good one my top three nose mannies in skating is probably you mitch barrett i don't know if you're familiar with him and uh louis elliott who works for thrasher another insane nose manny he'll just like nose manny through entire skate parks and like down ramps and shit Oh, and uh, John Delo. Thanks for putting me on that list. Yeah, John Delo as well. Who's the guy that kickflipped uh, over the picnic table to the nose manual? John Delo. That was insane. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. That guy's fucked. He's nuts. Uh, I got a couple more questions here from Ernie. It says you have a Benihana slam. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, it was actually in an '88 video. I, I tried to Benihana this gap. There was a con, not a contest, but maybe it was a contest. It was like a a thing that we did with on we did like a real trip and we just showed up at skate spots and every kid skated and we gave money for tricks it was okay i forgot what it was called called it something is that the one where you guys would like take the winner around for a day or something no no this was just oh. like a we we would go to like we did one at the arizona hubba you know that yeah yeah seven mm-hmm. stair hubba or whatever and just ha- kind of a contest, but everyone would just skate and just give give money away. But we were doing one at this little hubba. There's a gap next to that this that hubba, so we we did the the contest thing on the gap, and then we moved to the the or no on the hubba, and then we moved to the gap. And the gap's pretty big. It's like like the size of a fourteen. <laughs> it's a it's a big gap. And like Pete, oh. I remember Pete was like frontside flipping it, and like you know all it like bunch of stuff was going down it was fun to watch but i was i was done skating and i was in the 88 van at the time and and uh the team manager lance conklin was like i'll give you 50 bucks if you if you benihana that first try on this cruiser board it was an old school cruiser board hmm. and i was like i and i had done benihanas as, <laughs> as a kid all the time yeah, so I was like, I, I think I got it. Can I ollie the gap once on the? Because it's a big cruiser board, right, with huge wheels. And I, I was like, Benny Hanna, there's a lot of time in the air, so I could at least stick it. Right? <laughs> so, so I ollied it, and then I was like, Yeah, okay, cool, you're on. And I tried to Benny Hanna it, but the board was so heavy that I couldn't get it back under my feet, oh, and I no. completely scorpion. Oh, and the, oh. The, yeah, the, and I actually I kind of hurt my knee, and it was an embarrassing. You know, there was like a lot of people there so it was really embarrassing <laughs> the fact that you're trying to benihana anyways is kind of embarrassing yeah. and then to, to slam like that was yeah it was a bummer oh that feels oh, great man love it <laughs> all about the money man <laughs> so what's next for jt alts man just uh continue to to try to make skateboards you know i, I work at bbs manufacturing so so just continue trying to learn and make the best skateboards in the world. Hell yeah, bro. Love that. Yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, we brought to you by the one and only Real Skateboards. 
Real is dropping that new, new, new full shapes with smaller wheelbases on Mason, Ashad, and Zion Pro models hitting your local shops right now. Real's full shapes not only feature a fuller nose and tail, but also keeps the deck's width from nose to tail so you get a larger feeling deck without having to scale up. Add in the smaller wheelbases on the 8.06, 8.25, 8.38, and the 8.5. You know your pop and flick is about to be taken to the next level. So go hit up Blue Tile Lounge, Humidity, 9 times, No Comply, 510, or any of your favorite local shops. And if they don't have the new real stuff in store, <laughs> tell them to call real ASAP and tell them the ghost sent you. All right, bruv, you know what time it is. Rapid fire. Let's get it. Still. Favorite <laughs> skater? Pat Duffy. Maybe uh, Jerron Wilson. Ooh. Pat Duffy or Jerron Wilson. Favorite video? Questionable. Favorite video part? Pat Duffy, questionable. Favorite style? Keith Huffnagel. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Probably Pat Duffy, Jeff Rowley, and Jamie Thomas, those guys. Sick. Sick era. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Maybe Guy Mariano. Favorite trick? Uh, backside tail slide or 360 flip. Hardest trick for you? Any kind of like nollie inward heel or switching real heel, inward heel. I don't know if I've ever even done one. <laughs> Most illegal trick? A willy grind. Those are really bad. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> clip you've ever gotten? Maybe that the kickflip nose manual over the chain. Worst trend you've been a part of? Those big studded belts, you know, I I, I, oh, I, I, I thought that, you know, I got, had one of those and I thought those were awesome and I skated with it. <laughs> I skated in it one day and like completely like ripped my t-shirt apart because every time you fall, it's, yeah, oh, it's yeah. a bad trend. I, and so I, I, it lasted all but one day. <laughs> <laughs> What's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Maybe Corey Duffel, kickfoot frontside 50-50, this 11 stair round mellow rail. And I actually filmed it too, so I felt cool Sick. about that. But uh, he sacked the rail and was like bleeding oh. and got up oh, and still started God. trying. And I was like, that's next level gnarly <laughs> shit to me. What the and, hell? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, I'd be curled up in a ball in my house by now. But he, yeah, he, <laughs> he powered through that. What part's that in? I want to watch that again. It's uh, his last trick in the 88 video. What's the one trick that got away, even though we know the answer? Oh, yeah, the cherry folk nose slide for sure. That one hurts still. It hurts me. (laughs) What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Uh, I feel bad calling people out, but uh, so (laughs) this is fun. I was in San Francisco and uh, Sebo Walker was on the trip with us. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he wanted to varial flip Wallenberg. So we, we got to roll in. And it, you know, it's kind of a lot of work to you go to Thrasher, you get to roll oh, yeah. in, you get the crew, and Dan Z came and helped get, organize it. And, and we got there, and he ollied it, and then like was like, Yeah, I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, What? That's crazy. Because <laughs> if that were me, I would have at least like just flung myself down it for a half hour yeah. for no, no reason, with no intention of making it, just to, just to like, because I'd feel bad, you know? So that was probably the, oh, wow. that was the biggest bunt I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That is like you can't bunt when you have to 
build transfer and build a role in. Like, be sure of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't TJ tell us it costs a couple hundred bucks too, just to do all that or something? Well, yeah, because I think they have to rent a U-Haul too. They have to rent a U-Haul, I think, to get the thing there. Yeah, so, exactly. So yeah, it's a that's a pretty big bond, I guess. That's massive. <laughs> you gotta at least fling three out and be like, "I got a heel bruise," even if you didn't. You know? That's what I. That's yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I. I agree. You have to at least. <laughs> try and fake oh, i'm not feeling it all right yeah, catch you guys yeah. later just like <laughs> yeah was that? my mind was blown i was like wow take some balls <laughs> he just gets in his car and throws a hundred dollar bill out the window uh, I, I, I never did that <laughs> <laughs> um what's the last new trick you learned i don't think i can't even remember remember the last new trick i learned that's how long it's been <laughs> it sucks to say dream job after skating I always said just working at a skate company or just working in skating, but but now I I I got really lucky and I, I work at BBS and manufacturing skateboards, so I feel like I kind of I kind of got a dream job. I, you know, I Hell feel yeah, like man. the job I have making skateboards. That's amazing. Favorite local brand? Um, Slappy's Garage, it's a skate shop down in San Diego. Hell yeah! Favorite local skater? Peter Hewitt, maybe he's local. Peter Hewitt, nice. nice. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Split. I think. I think. Oh, <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was, me too. Yeah, but you know what? I, I I don't totally regret that because I liked everybody on the team. You know, Don Nguyen and and Corey mm-hmm. and and Brian Hanson. They had the the crew was awesome. So that's kind of lame to say because I I like the crew the brand though the brand it was more of the brand yeah that, that's really what it is yeah, exactly favorite teammate ever uh damian bravo sick worst teammate ever again i don't like throwing you know i, I liked all my teammates but I, I was really you know we always had tight crew but i have to say probably Durrell just because he quit you know oh yeah not he not because you know so he he has he kind of it's, I have to give it him that one because he quit. Yeah, I feel Fuck. like a lot of people feel like uh, if he had just stayed on real in vans, yeah, who knows? You know, it would have been an epic legacy to leave behind as like one of the greatest ever. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he was one of the greatest. He was he was a great skater, and you know, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. Kind of attitude, maybe goes yeah. into, into yeah. some of those decisions, but but yeah. Worst company, you, you know Junka, like those big jeans that they had in the nineties. Oh. That's probably the worst company. I don't know if it's still around, but that was pretty bad. Uh, I haven't heard that one before, but that's great. Worst trend, probably along with that, like the the raver pants, like that. You know, that's a pretty bad. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> worst style. Oh man. Uh, Felix are great. Are great. Felix oh! are the greatest. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. He, Damn. He's good. Yeah. He just had bad style, in my opinion. But I don't know him or anything. I feel like he's probably really cool. I, I just, as a kid, I remember thinking that. <laughs> yeah. No, we're right there with you. You know. Don't kill me, man. Definitely he's a legend. For style sure. definitely stood out. Yeah. Last person you want on the sesh. Probably somebody's girlfriend. 
I think, you know, that's always a weird one. <laughs> Makes everyone feel weird. Yeah, that is. That's for sure. Ain't nobody yeah. doing that. Unless they skate. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, unless they skate. I guess I'm thinking Significant more of... others in general. Exactly. <laughs> All right, JT, man. We can't thank you enough for coming on here, man. That was a blast. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. That was fun. No doubt. Thanks, JT. to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at dicky skateboarding quality workwear since 1922 from the work site to the streets ain't nobody keep you fresh like dicky skateboarding all right ghost who we got up first you've got mail first up we got an email from travis wagner hey guys just curious as to what your current rapid fires would be much love from minneapolis minnesota well, Ghost, I feel like we get this question all the time, more so in the past than now. But we usually pick three questions and hit each other because ain't nobody got time for us to run through the whole thing. Uh, first up, let's do worst trend you've been a part of, man. I'm pretty sure back in the day I used to I used to have some wing, like way back in the day. Oh, and hell that, yeah. That's when like your backhand is kind of like, like a t-rex and you're just like holding it up because you, you think it looks steezy i feel like that kind of swept the nation for a bit back when we were probably like 15 or something mm -hmm. some old clips definitely uh holding that backhand up like uh like i'm some sort of, on like a fashion runway or something you know what i'm saying oh yeah swag it out baby <clears throat> thinking i was real steezy um, next up I have for you last new trick you learned, man. Think it was switch manny switch flip. I learned last Ooh. summer. Was super hyped on that because it just unlocks any type of little easy thing in, switch flip out, and you got yourself a clip. Haven't gotten around to doing it yet, but like yeah, next summer, you know what I'm saying? We'll get the mannies popping. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, what is the ghost's favorite skate video? Damn, that's tough. Ain't it's probably not my favorite. Oh, yeah, 4 and 163. It's definitely in my top five. And I'll go with Digital Invasion. I just watched that oh. one like a billion times back in the day. Sparks off with Greg Lutzka. Classic part. Um, and ends with Appleyard, and there's fucking a couple epic montages. There's just a all around good video. Yes, sir. Four is Kirby up in there, killing it. All right, well, three piece for you. What is the favorite clip you've ever gotten? Maybe Nolly Flip Nose Manny down the manual pad at Union oh, Station. Yeah. It's the only sick. time I've ever done that. Oh really? So yeah, one one and only. Gotta love learning the trick as you get the clip. Mm -hmm. What's the one sponsor you're riding for? Um, Converse probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never liked any of their shoes really. Um, what's the worst trend you've been a part of, man? 
I think I definitely was a part of the one where you have your keys hanging from your belt loop. <laughs> I mean, I've been a part of a lot of trends, like terrible ones, like trucker hats, tight pants. <laughs> Yo, yeah, you've had some phases over the years, dog. <laughs> really loose pants, uh, pinwheel hats, yeah, all sorts of them. Uh, but that one, just because, like, my skate, one of my skate idols, Brad Cromer, threw that one out there, and it literally makes the most sense. Like, the fuck you need all those keys for, man? <laughs> so that's the one. Keys on the belt loop. Not a good look, man. Like oh, that was it. fun. All right, next up, we've got an email from Jared Polly. What's good, Bunt and the gang? Recently got hip to the pod, and I'm hooked. The chemistry between y'all is infectious, and the realness of the questions and the willingness to pull no punches makes for crazy fun interviews. I got two questions for you, boys. Number one, top five skaters in no order, but with special mention of number one. Second, top three white ballers of all time. Me personally, I go Suchu, Aisha, Dylan, Louis Lopez, Mark Johnson, with Suchu at one. For the ballers, I got John Stockton, Larry Bird, and Steve Nash. Loving the pod. Can't wait to dive back deep into the archives and listen through the seasons. Keep killing it, and thank you on behalf of the people. Big shout out to the Clark locals, Charlie, Ricky, Jake, Cole, Dorian, along with all the Michigan skaters. Much love. Top five skaters, man. Don't even think about it too much. Ghost, hit them. Scott Kane, Ashad Ware, Rodrigo TX, Paul Trepp, Julia Mamalu. Damn. Holy. That's a that's fire list. That's without thinking. But And who's the know, number one? Number one, always Scott Kane for me. Yeah, that's fire. Okay, I'll go, uh, like I just said, Brad Cromer, Rob Welsh, Jeff Rowley, of course, <laughs> Yalda Hallberg, and then number one, Travis Stanger. Sick. Gotta love all five of those, too. <laughs> Top three white ballers, man. I mean, for us... I think I'll speak with both of us. We're going to put Steve Nash on there. A little Canadian flavor. <laughs> Jason Williams. That's White Chocolate, right? That was his name? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Luka Doncic, baby. Man, I ain't, I ain't a big Luka guy yet. He might grow on me. Um, I'll go with Kyle Korver. I just remember I had him in fantasy that year. He was an all-star. And it was so fun watching that 60-win Hawk team. They had so many fucking dope fantasy players that year, and I ended up having two or three of them on my team, so I watched almost all their games. Great times. And I remember they'd always put up the graphic like of Kyle Korver being like the Terminator because it honestly felt like he never missed threes. Um, so I always had love for Korver. He also fucking played with Iverson. Got drafted by the Sixers, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. He's just been a G and around like on a lot of teams that I've liked over the years. I'll go with Dirk. I actually didn't like him oh, in his fuck. early days, but then but. he just dude, when we watched every game of the finals when they beat Miami, it was just like David versus Goliath. Like 
how can you not love and respect that man's championship that's the way i mean uh, we always whenever this comes up we talk about this but that might be like the most impressive nba ring yeah uh, of like our lifetime as fans like it's definitely insane only one all-star him and and fuck yeah that was the end of an era for sure and then my number one is Paul gasol well yeah steve nash too of course i really love steve nash but Paul gasol for me he was like one of kobe's favorite teammates of all time they clicked immediately in 2008 went straight to the finals and then won back to back 2009 and 10 and he's just a great human like fucking all-around great guy and he just retired officially i think from uh the spanish team this year so he's fully retired from the nba and international play wishing him a great post-basketball life love pal gasol i actually have uh two quick little shout outs for white ballers obviously marcus all part of the raptors championship run hell yeah i think always have love for him played a huge part in not only the championship run but the championship parade <laughs> and uh hito turkaloo another all-time raptor man that guy uh he's got what? a whole story <laughs> he's an all-time dope player but he wasn't an all-time raptor he came here and basically retired on the court are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> he crashed and uh, burned here man we all got I, to watch yeah i thought for sure you were gonna say jose calderon because shout out to him too <laughs> he was oh, yeah. actually a fucking legendary raptor that so frustrating though that fool never took any risks because he was so damn concerned with his assist to turnover ratio <laughs> and he's always licking his hands thinking he's steve nash and shit <laughs> but shout out jose all right next up we got an email from the legend of the post office scott cardiganer i'm shocked by the sean powers hate from last week that dude's got a deep bag of tricks a nice catalog of video parts and truly original style skateboarding is lucky to have sean in it save the hate for pizza skateboards and let's keep things moving with that out of the way what's the sack king's ceiling this year i'm hoping for all-star fox and an appearance in the second round of the playoffs i know my hopes are high secondly what should they do with bagley and all the shit he's bringing with his with his fam and agent chirping um first of all a second round appearance for the kings you must have been smoking some of that good good eh scott oh yeah (laughs) shit he's on that shit sean powers is on yeah but actually the kings are beating utah right now so who knows man maybe he's on to something fucking tyrese halliburton year two hoping for a breakout buddy healed i feel like they might move him at the deadline i don't know rumors where he was going to the lakers that didn't happen and now they don't have the money for him but fuck imagine like they just somehow got buddy healed they'd have to like move westbrook or something but if they had a sniper on that team they'd officially be fucking terrifying um but yeah bagley i don't know he i just feel bad for bagley man he shouldn't have been drafted as high as he was like when you go ahead of luca and i'm trying to remember what was the draft order it was Aiton first marvin bagley second luca third Mar- even jaron jackson jr man he's been hurt a lot but shown flashes uh, i think he's 
either got it or he's about to get a fat contract from Memphis. Trey Young, fifth. Obama, sixth. Wendell Carter. Colin Sexton, eighth. That's some nice. Mikel Bridges, tenth. Shea Gilgis, eleventh. Woo. Yeah, so Marvin Bagley's, you know, fuck. He had he did show some flashes though in like his first two seasons. So hopefully he can get out of town. I don't really know what's going on with his family or agent, but um, the fact that they just like healthy scratched him and said he wasn't gonna be a part of the rotation to start the year. Luckily he's playing in their second game tonight. But yeah, I think he needs a fresh start, man. I agree. That's tough, man. And being mixed in there with those guys and getting off to such a slow start, mostly due to injuries and being in Sacramento. But when your name's going up against Aiden, Trey Young, and Luca, that's tough. Definitely. But I, I hate, like, there's people like uh, Kwame Brown that, like, he's been retired for I don't even know how many years and still get called a bust and always the butt of jokes and shit. It's like, man, how about you fucking look at the franchise that drafted them? You know, like, why why do these kids have to be labeled bust and just fucking, you know, just carry that tag for, like, their whole career when it's, they didn't fucking choose to get picked high, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they played dope in college or whatever the case may be, and now what? They're, they're not living up to the hype, and they just get made fun of forever, like... I actually feel bad for him like no one would be talking about him this way if he got drafted like sixth or something like mo bamba no one's fucking on his ass anyways best of luck to bagley all right next up we've got an email from shane wilkie hey guys new season is a barn burner still when talking illegal tricks transition tricks often get overlooked blunt to something to something to something get out of here what are some transition tricks that you could go without seeing and what's your guilty pleasure illegal transition trick to do yourself well he already kind of said it but blunt to rock fakies are just classic classic dusty like you're too scared to just blunt to fakie and you hit it with that rock blunt to nose stall is kind of cooler um illegal one i always do like those little like soft front side pivot fakies where like you barely get your wheel over and you just pull it back in instead of the like real ass ones where you're like all the way on the truck and like pop back in you know Mm. it's like two completely different tricks yeah so you sit on the like front side of the pinch and just keep it in I don't sit on anything. I just like roll up and basically roll back down and just like barely get my one wheel over. It's like oh, a little front, front, front solid like ride back in. But they feel oh, good man. still. One that I fucking always thought was so dusty looking is just like the half cab rock 180. Keep turning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like full cab one or whatever uh-huh. it is. You know that one. Of course. Classic. I used to do those all the time. It's like a, oh, yeah. when you're when you're a kid, you just feel like you're fucking thrashing. Oh, you're like, yeah, 180 in, 180 out. <laughs> <laughs> the Willie D classic, man. Uh, well, we're all guilty. We're all guilty. I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, and what was the other one? The one that I like to do? This one, I don't... It's definitely, like, not illegal, but definitely I would think it was so hard when I was younger and be so hyped on it. 
is the like fakey switch crook stall back to switch. I was like, oh, buds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm showing some real skills <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Switch Kringles in the fucking mini? Are you kidding? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's illegal, but you know what I'm saying. Neither of those are actually illegal, but they're just That's funny to me. Big things are gone, blood. Exactly. <laughs> or um, kick kick rock fakie is a funny ass one too. So I don't think that's necessary oh, yeah, to yeah. ever do. Yeah, no. Brandon Turner rocks those, but he can do anything he wants. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got an email from Ben Finn. What's up, Bunt Gang? I live in the UK and have never been to Toronto yet, but I spent around 20 drunken minutes talking about Maker Pizza and Steam Whistles with a Toronto native who I met on a stag last weekend. They were very impressed by my correct pronunciation of Spadina, and I have you guys and Maddie Matheson to thank for that. I hope you guys get good support from your sponsors, as I'm now fully brainwashed by them all. My question is, who do you think will be Mitch B's next shoe sponsor? Now that I see he's left DC, I will suggest Karayuma. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, whenever Mitch is on the show, he cracks me up and I wish him all the best. Anyways, keep it up. I love you guys. Ben Finn. Damn, bro. Mad love. What Blessed email. email. Thank you so much. It's crazy that uh, a whole... A homie living in the UK listening to the pod is actually concerned about Mitch's next shoe sponsor, man. We turning this worldwide thing into just a fucking bunt family. You get me? The bunt gang, man. Just turn Mitch B pro and get him his own shoe on New Balance, man. Let's make that happen. You got the Tiago. Let's get the Mitch. Well, I know who he's going to ride for next, so I'm not going to oh, just blurt it out. Listen to this. Come on, breaking news, man. Uh, no, I can't do that. He's, yo, Mitch is out here fucking posting. Call him like, up. Call him right now. Try and get him on the line. No, I'm pretty sure he's working on like a little Insta clip thing, so I'm not going to spill the beans here. But, um, what's it called? Mitch, Mitch is all dramatic, posted like, uh, a farewell to DC on Instagram. Hey, you, you, you gotta love that. <laughs> I'd like that. Uh, you gotta love to see that, man. Oh, uh, shit. Love you, Mitch. And hyped on uh, on your next move. I'm sure it's gonna be blessed for you and you're gonna make them sell out of all their shoes because you're that legendary. I heard that uh, you're actually hosting a one-hour special called uh, the decision part two with mitch b <laughs> coming to you live on instagram uh oh, the date will remain uh to be determined man. yeah and, and like lebron he's donating a million dollars to charity and he's just gonna talk about the shoes for an hour and then at the very end tell us which uh which company it is yeah can't wait Actually, I have a funny feeling. This just popped into my head that uh, it might be Li Ning. Am I right? <laughs> nah, but that would be so sick. All right. All right, next Yo, up. Ellington, where's our box still? All right, next up, we've got an email from Colton Labu. Thank you for everything. You guys have helped me through the shittiest times last winter, being stuck inside all day. Bunk gang for life. Voice memo attached. Let's take a listen. 
Yo, what up, Bunk Gang? Just want to say, great work. The last few episodes have been absolute barn burners, so thank you. Keep it up. Safus, I wanted to ask you, uh, you said you were going to go golfing in Van. Did you end up going? If so, where did you play? And how did you like it? Also, I just want to address the elephant in the room, the Chima Ferguson switch tray. I know you brought his part up, but that switch tray backside over the rail, I... I couldn't believe my eyes. That was probably the best one ever done. So, yeah, what do you think of that? Is that legend status switch tray or what? And uh, that's it. Just shout out to the homies in North Van and be on the lookout for that bunt video, you dig? <laughs> yeah. Um, your eyes might fucking dry out being on the lookout for that one, but uh, it's coming. 2026. You heard it here first. Yo, I don't know why. Why is that switch tray the elephant in the room? It's not. I don't know. Not I like think awkward. Just, uh, Anyways, yeah. I forgot to I forgot to mention it. But yes, that was a mind blowing switch tray. Uh, definitely, probably one of the hardest ones that's ever been done. Backs. I've never seen it either. Backside over a fat rail like that. And uh, fuck, we already knew Chima's fucking switch trade captain, switch trade general. Like, he's high ranking, man. He's been fucking stomping them for years. He's got beautiful form on them. Yo, the only thing that I love that whole part, the only thing I would have changed was I would have found a way to get that back three and switch trade back to back. Because you never see back threes over rails like that alley oop or switch trays. Like, that would have been a fucking. You know, because both clips were mind-blowing, but imagine them back-to-back, it would have really hit. But anyways, the the, the whole part's fucking banging. Watch it again. Uh, If we redid the Switch Trade Challenge, where's that one going up against the general right now? Is Low B still the man? There's just so much more than the actual switch tray going on in Lil B's clip that I think that one's kind of, you know, that's, that's a hard one to top. Like, Chima's might actually be harder. I'd have to look at both spots, but like, just the thought of even trying a switch tray over a rail backside, and that shit doesn't look small at all. Like, my board would just hit on the way up every single try, whereas the Brandon Turner one, you could just go fast enough and hopefully get over Mm -hmm. but uh like we like we were saying last time we discussed that it's just so much more than the switch tray going on you've got the shirtless factor you've got the sunglasses factor you've got the look back and you've got the fact that i'm pretty sure he said he was fucking off an all-nighter when he did that and like didn't even remember doing it or some shit um so that one that one's still the fucking all-timer and i don't think anyone out there would complain you know what i'm saying like i'm sure even chima knows everyone knows like that's That's different (laughs) it's just different like that's a little b man and golfing yes i went to pitch and putt twice with uh some homies ian twa mitch barrett uh, my main man Phil Mendelson and my other homie Abib and then one of the days Chad Dixon pulled up it was fucking so fucking fun I couldn't believe it the first day it was in the rain the whole time I just didn't give a fuck I, I hit a couple shots off the tee clean with an iron and like oh, yeah cool. pe- people tried to tell me like 
that shit feels crazy and yeah i hit a couple of those ones where i'm like did i miss the ball and i look up and it's like perfectly straight flying up in the air onto the green and you're just like and then yeah went another time i don't know i definitely got hooked i played 18 when i got back went to the driving range the other day i still don't have my own clubs though but um, that'll come that'll come yeah definitely definitely gonna continue playing golf as much as i can except when i went to the range with josh clark was in town the other day we went and then we we bounced and we're like holy shit 120 bucks we had one beer and just hit balls for like an hour so i might have to fucking do some budgeting if i'm gonna take this shit up but it's uh it's fun as hell that's for damn sure it's definitely a pricey one bro yeah all right last up for the week we got an email from riley duncan Hey guys, really love the show. Was wondering if you've been watching Gifted Haters YouTube channel. He seems to be a fan of y'all's. A lot of it revolves around Steve Barra, the Barracks, Karayuma machine, and how that corporatized vibe might be adversely affecting the culture. Would be interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks for what you do. Shout out Cinema Skate Shop in Charlottesville. Unfortunately, I can't say that I'm familiar with that YouTube channel, but I'll check it out. Especially if he's a fan, uh, definitely try and give some love back to any fans that are putting out their own content. So I'll make sure to peep that this weekend, you dig? Yeah, same. I definitely um, can check out Gifted Haters. I actually brought it up right now. So I'm going to take a peek as soon as we're finished recording. But Barra, Barracks, Karayuma, man, Steve was acting all hurt at Tampa like, why is Steve even there, man? Fuck. I don't know, man. I don't know. He was supposed to come on the pod. I would still love to get him on. Fucking shoot this shit. See what's cracking with that dude, man. I have no clue what's up with him. Yeah. Me either, but it looked like he was definitely getting beefy down there at Tampa. It was not <laughs> a good look for him. Uh, not a good look for Karayuma. And uh, not much is looking good for Karayuma. But... Uh, <laughs> shit man fuck there you go Riley that's the, that's all I gotta say about Karyuma man yeah I love the barracks OG barracks fucking sorry yeah, don't take that voice clip <laughs> I love the barracks nah <laughs> uh, man the OG barracks fucking never got to go wish I did you know our boy our main man Morgan Smith spent fucking hours on hours there. It was just a mm-hmm. good spot for fucking people to work on their shit, and the content was cool as shit, man. The the OG ball at the barracks and shit. So I don't know. I just when I, I I haven't been on that website in forever, but when I think about it, I just try and think about the the OG good days where there was yeah. fucking dope content like Furby, ba- Battle Commanders, Ellington, fuck man, Morgan. Uh, they did some good, man, for a lot of people to just have somewhere to skate back in the day and work on their craft. So I ain't trying to hate, although I don't know what's going on there these days. So if they are doing some kooky shit, I'm out of the loop. But I keep uh, OG barracks in my heart, you day. Man, nothing was popping harder than Battle Commanders back in the day. I don't give a fuck. Everyone watched those <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. All of them, whatever the fucking United Nations, all that shit. Bobby DeKaiser was down there in the fucking 
killing it when he was a just a little man. Yeah. But uh, I actually watched a barracks video recently because uh, me and the homie Taylor Clark and the ghost too. Huge Carlos Ribeiro fans think he's fucking top five skater in the world of all time. And they have something that were like a security cam or whatever just kind of like follows them around so you can see how good they actually are without like just seeing oh, yeah, the must be nice things. Oh my god, that guy's not human, man. Like I watched that whole thing and uh yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why I said this story, but it's a bear. I might have to check that. It. Dude, it is fucking insane. His flat bar stuff is so fucked. You're just just like, holds everything, eh? Oh my. Dude, it's not even right. And the ledge stuff, like. Yeah. Whatever. That shit was crazy. Must be nice to be Carlos Ribeiro was right, yo. Yo, it's Sodi season. So I remember last time. Well, when the Nike video dropped, I think I was talking to him for a minute, like, yo, yo, you snapped or whatever, but I'm like, yo, I know you're saving some shit. I know that wasn't the fucking, there's too much like little shit we've seen like leak on his Instagram that wasn't in that Nike video. So, you know, he's about to fucking try and shit on the game and, and, he ain't and that's, that's got to be coming soon. So fucking mm-hmm. can't wait. Hell yeah. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Make sure you get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com. Like the ghost said, man, Sodi season, dog. Who you think's winning? Oh, there's so much more to come. Uh, right now, I'm I wasn't for asking another... you. I was asking the people, dog. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people that I want to win, though, just Chima. Uh Carlos, assuming he drops another crazy part, and Jack O'Grady, man. Fun oh, game. Let's go. Yo, why can't we like create our own award to give away? We can. Uh, I guess we could. Yeah, let's discuss this uh, offline, bro. <laughs> All right. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. Ghost, I have a pressing issue we need to get to the bottom of. Last year in the playoffs, Tom Brady successfully put Drew Brees in retirement. He had Aaron Rodgers looking for other means of employment. I mean, the guy was on Jeopardy talking about leaving the Packers. He came back. But it also looks like he's changed Pat Mahomes forever, man. Is this a Chiefs offensive line problem, a Chiefs defensive problem, or has Pat Mahomes changed forever? I don't think he's changed forever, but... One stat that I nine did nine interceptions. Was that, I know, but nine of them. This, bro, listen to this stat. Last year, he threw. Uh, fuck, I forget the exact numbers, but last year he threw, I think, the most interceptable passes in the NFL. Oh, that didn't get intercepted. It's kind of a crazy stat, but well, like, it's so just like, like the, def- the defense got their hands on it, should have caught it, but didn't. Yeah, type thing that type of shit. Like he, mm. I mean, we all know he's kind of wild with it. He he likes to be swagged out and throw wild throws, but last year uh, he just had a crazy amount of luck 
where those like tip balls and shit like that weren't getting caught for interceptions and i think that luck's just run out this year uh and yeah i, I mean it's a bit more than that because nine is a lot this early in the season but um shit man it's it's looking like it's going to be a struggle for them and their division's not easy this year so what do you think they make in the playoffs or do they continue to falter i mean they got their asses whooped today <laughs> uh i think they're gonna we make th- the playoffs still we thought the titans weren't even good two weeks ago and then they beat buffalo and beat kansas city we thought we thought tennessee was broken that's some real shit man so that's why i wouldn't rule out kansas city either in another two weeks they might be fucking looking crispy again they got the giants next week so that's a get well game right there you know what i'm saying all right you heard it first speaking of quarterbacks i got a question for you a hypothetical you're starting a franchise we're seven games into the season we have a a nice sample size of a couple of these rookie quarterbacks if you had to choose between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields right now, who are you oh, taking? I'm taking Mac Jones, baby. Oh, wait, <laughs> he wasn't on the list. Oh, you had a game this week, huh? Bruv, I literally, as long as a stat correction doesn't fuck me, I literally just almost lost to Tampa Bay's defense this week. Every time I'm like, oh, there's no way like they're going to be held to three points. Like They're going to get another field goal or some garbage time TD and the Tampa Bay points just kept going up and up and up this motherfucker was throwing interceptions like he played for Tampa Bay the fumbles getting sacked left right and center uh he's not looking like he's looking like he might need to be learning behind Andy Dalton for a little longer or something oh safer 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 bro are you kidding me have you like yo R.I.P. Allen Robinson I just feel bad yeah, Did you get rid of your uh, one Allen Robinson stock? Oh, hell yeah. I got oh, Mike Evans. God. <laughs> oh, my. Three thank touchdowns God. today, baby. But so, who's it going to be? Who are you taking? <sighs> to be honest, I haven't watched a crazy amount of both of them, but from what I have seen, Zach Wilson's also out of control with the interceptions, but it <laughs> uh, looks like he's a better passer, and Fields is a better athlete. Um, who am I taking right now? I think if you put Zach Wilson on like a good team with a good defense and a good O-line, I think he'd be more successful than fields. What do you think? Um, I'm still sticking with Justin Fields, man. I think, uh, way more athletic. He, uh, the Chicago bears, their offense obviously needs help. But uh, I, I have more faith in Justin Fields, man. In college, he was he was incredible. In high school, he was incredible. He'll get it figured out. It's a grown man's game. It's tough as a rookie. Um, my problem with Zach Wilson is that the Jets organization will just they'll just end you, whether you're good or not, man. There's nothing you <laughs> yeah. can do. No one survives being a New York Jet and goes on and prospers elsewhere, man. It's a death sentence to your career. So, for that said, well, sorry. With that said, I'm going with Justin Fields. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I know we're talking real life, but in fantasy today, Zach Wilson put up 2.04 points, <laughs> and 
Justin Fields put up 1.16. Madness. And Zach Whoa. Wilson played like half the game. <laughs> well, still Sam Darnold put up 1.7, and then he got pulled too. So <laughs> lots of people need quarterbacks, man. All right, let's switch gears, slide over to the NBA. First week of the NBA. Uh, two topics I want to talk about. Um, is Scotty Barnes the man we've been looking for? I hope so, man. Everyone was kind of incensed when Masai skipped Jalen Suggs, who ended up in Orlando, and grabbed uh, Barnes, which like a lot of people were like, was that a reach? But also Masai has so much cred in NBA circles and from the fans that like, it wasn't one of those like, oh my God, like in Toronto, I didn't feel like there was outrage. It was more like people outside, like, whoa, that's, I can't believe they didn't take Jalen Suggs. Not but what we Toronto, expected. Yeah. Yeah. Not what we ex- expected, but he's built so much trust equity with us fans in Toronto that we knew he, he, he knew something that we didn't. And after that second game, God damn, leading us to a, an easy win over Boston, he might just be the real deal, man. I'm excited. The best part about it is that he's supposed to be kind of like a defensive energy guy. Lots of steals. He's going to be in your face. And in the first two games, he's been scoring lights out. So. And then one last thing before we wrap up this episode. We got to talk about the Charlotte Hornets, man. What is your first take on the charlotte hornets right now my first take is youth movement and depth looks like michael jordan has actually got a good nucleus of players to build around it's been a while and they're doing all this without arguably their best player last year terry rozier uh who had a breakout Mm -hmm. season i can't remember he averaged like 20 points or whatever uh hitting like three point something threes He's played one of three games, and they're 3-0. and They gave it to Durant. Well, Durant gave it to them with 38 points, looking like his usual superstar self, but no one else really showed up on the Nets today. Uh, LaMelo, I don't even think he played in the fourth because uh, Ish Smith had it going. He scored 11 in the fourth, and uh, Coach Brego just kind of went with the hot hand. I'm sure no one was complaining. LaMelo's about them Ws. But, man, mm-hmm. what an exciting league pass team. I'm going to be tuning in all year because I have LaMelo on one of my fantasy teams, baby. <laughs> oh, you did it. I got KD and LaMelo <laughs> in that one back to back. <clears throat> wow. That is uh, a hell of a start for a fantasy draft, man. And like you said, the Hornets, they're going to be fun to watch all year, man. All right, Ghost, let's wrap it up. We'll catch the people next week. All right, peace, y'all. Big shouts, Mike Evans. Hey!